Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Stars could shine between the lines If you would let yourself go Find some place you know You can use your words, use your hands You can change the world, just pretend Express yourself, take a chance and you'll see It's time to express yourself. Where teens talk and the world listens. Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. Have a dream and follow it. Have a plan and stick to it. Have a goal and achieve it. Hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with creative young people. A platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Asia and today the theme for our show is the gift of goals. And I'm Brigitte. Express Yourself is produced by Star Styles Productions and brought to you as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity. Each week, we bring you a stimulating, mind-bending, motivating program based on a chapter from our award-winning book, Be The Star You Are for Teens. Simple gifts for living, loving, laughing, learning, and leading. Asia today has some insight on what her goals mean to her. Take it away, Asia. So my biggest goal in life was to be a fashion designer and move back to California where I was born and live at the beach. That's still a goal of mine now, but I still have bigger goals. And some of them are to make my family happy, to keep my relationship happy and always uplift the one that I love, to make the people in my life happy because I just love seeing the joy on their faces. And I want to be successful for myself, for my family, and for my future family. But a recent goal of mine has uh, been to be inspirational. I want to be a light for other kids and young adults like me. And to show them that you can be young and achieve any dream that you have right now. You don't have to wait until you're out of college or work until you're 30, working a 9-to-5 job. You can be successful and achieve your goals right now as we speak. So a lot of people ask me, well, what about money or other things you need to achieve your goals? And my answer is, your goal doesn't always have to require money to get started. It requires determination and perseverance and the will to start something that can change your life. I had no idea I would be starting a business at the age of 13. uh, And I I thought I was just going to be a regular 8th grader on her way to her first year of high school and then get by on her last four years of grade school. And instead, I started my business in charity and worked my way through high school while juggling everything that I was doing. And I had an absolute blast while doing that. Having a goal that you're striving towards is something that is a life changer. When you achieve that goal you had in mind, who knows what will happen next? You know, where will that launch you to next? And this is the most important part of setting a goal because that's the excitement you know, where are you going next after this? Don't worry about the doubters, the non-believers, the pessimists. Worry about you, what you're doing, and where you are going. Because you are the only one who is going to get you to your destination, which is success. And, you know, I had a lot of doubters when I started my business. Uh, a lot of people saying, you know, you're too young, or you're too young and you're a girl, or people are never going to take you seriously. 
And my goal wasn't just to start a business and make money. You know, it was nice to make money on the side. You know, it was a good feeling of having a profit come from the business. But the one thing that we really started the business for was I wanted to be able to put something like this on my college resumes. I I wanted to stand out from the crowd when I went to apply to colleges. And that was also a huge goal of mine was going to college you know, because I didn't have a whole lot of money and neither did my parents. So they didn't really have the opportunity to send me to college like some other kids have the uh, have the opportunity to. And, you know, we weren't that fortunate. So I relied on getting scholarships. And the best way to get scholarships to me was to start my own business. That way people are looking at me like, oh, my gosh, you know, here we have this girl. She started her own business. She does all this other stuff on the side, such as her charity. We want her to be in our college because she looks... Uh, different you know she is diverse and she has a lot of variety in her in her life so that was one of, that was the reason why I started the business and um mm-hmm. you know I, I've had the business now uh for about five years or so oh, wow. and it's been going really good you know and we haven't had a ton of money come in and that was okay with me you know now that I think about it it's fine um you know we're, we're now rebranding the company and we're making it different so we're hoping that this change in the company's brand will bring in a little bit more revenue, but mm-hmm. using this business has been able to launch me into college. You know, before uh, my first semester in college, I was freaking out because I had no idea <laughs> what I was going to do with the money part. You know, I was thinking, how in the world am I going to pay for my tuition? So my senior year of high school, we started doing uh, college applications and college essays and that oh, was man. so hard and it was <laughs> so invigorating and it was crazy because we just had so many college essays that we had to do you know every day that I came home from work or came home from school mm-hmm. I would get right onto my laptop and start writing and oh, uh, we had about 10 essays that I wrote in a matter of weeks That's so crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah and the awesome thing is though is I got uh, scholarships from those essays. And, you know, I was thinking if I hadn't taken that seriously enough, I would not have these scholarships and I would not be in college right now. Oh, man. And, yeah, and to be honest, you know, college is very hard. You have got to stay on top of everything. And I will admit, you know, I slacked more than I should have. Um, and it's a lesson learned, you know, um, but uh-huh. this coming semester, it really opened my eyes. You know, this is serious. You know, you're in college right now. You know, it's not high school anymore. Um, And that was a huge awakening for me was getting into college, you know, my first semester, waking up and opening my Mm -hmm. eyes and seeing you're now in the real world. You're not (laughs) you're not in high school world anymore. You're now here to fend for yourself. Your teachers aren't bugging you about your assignments. You know, your parents aren't bugging you about your assignments. It's all about, you Now you have to keep yourself accountable for all of your schoolwork. And, you know, Uh It's a, it's hard because it's your yeah. first year of nobody looking out for you. You know, you find it so annoying when you're in, in, in high school because your, your parents and your teachers are always bugging you like, you know, when are you going to turn this assignment in? And, you know, you only have a day or so to complete it. You know, what did you get on it? You, did you get an A? Yeah. Did you fail it? What are your grades right now? And you don't have that anymore when you're in college because, you know, you're mm-hmm. basically non-existent in college. You know, you're your own self. You know, there's no cliques to be in. There's no high high school a uh, popular clique to be in anymore. It's just you exactly. have your group of friends or, you know, you're just you. You're you yeah. in college and, um, you know, your parents aren't mm-hmm. bugging you about it anymore because this is the time for you to fend for yourself now. 
So they're not yeah. they're not going to bug you about everything because they're saying, you know, now we got to step back. We got to let them do whatever they're doing, and now you're pretty much on your own. So, oh, man. so. Asia, that's that's like a really incredible story that you've got, and you were able to you know push yourself this far and get really success- successful, get into college, you know, mm-hmm. manage your own lifestyle. So, how do you do it? How do you manage both like the business and then you've got school going on? How are you able to kind of set goals for yourself and then like work your time around both of those things? That is very very hard. It's so difficult, uh, <laughs> but it's worth imagine. it, you know. Um, I have my business on the side, and I have my school, and now I'm working with NFIB and YEF, which is a Young Entrepreneur Foundation, and I'm going to be oh, wow. a nominator now to uh, see these kids who are wanting to um, get scholarships. So now I'm able to speak to these kids personally and interview them, and you know, and then I'll go to uh, NFIB and be like, this is why this kid needs a scholarship, because these kids are absolutely amazing. So I'm now going to be a nominator, and I'm also a member of NFIB, so I'm going to be doing that on the side as well. Um, and doing all of this is absolutely crazy, you know, along with my family that I have, along with the relationship mm-hmm. that I'm in. It's, it's very hectic, but it's prioritizing, you know, thinking, what mm-hmm. do I need to get done today and tomorrow? So I'll get whatever I need done today, um, today. Mm-hmm. And then everything else that needs to be done tomorrow, I will start a little bit the day before and then um, mm-hmm. uh, finish the rest of tomorrow. And, you know, we, I have days set aside for me where I have my social life, I have my family <laughs> and my relationship that I tend to. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I just have days set aside for that and time set aside. So it's, it's very difficult to do that, but it's definitely worth it with the things mm-hmm. that I've been doing and the opportunities that I've had because of it. Wow, Asia, that's that's like so incredible that you're able to manage all of this, like juggling it. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder if it. I'm just like going by or if I'm just crazy <laughs> doing all this. Just got to keep juggling. But, <laughs> so do you have any goals for 2016? Maybe to kind of like take your business in a new direction or set biz- uh, business goals within your business. Have you maybe written them down? Like, what are your goals for 2016? My major goal for 2016 is to get something that encourages, some kind of program that encourages entrepreneurialism within teens in 2016. You know, I'm part of independent youth, and we go around the country speaking to teens about this at symposiums. And I really want to get something that's based out of Colorado, to do that. And we don't have any Colorado venues within independent youth, but we do want to create mm-hmm. something like that for Colorado. Like it's based in Colorado. So students in Colorado know, um, mm-hmm. you know, have, they have something that is encouraging them to be entrepreneurs. It's not just, uh, mm-hmm. teachers, you know, and in yeah. schools, you know, you don't really have that kind of curriculum telling you, like, hey, you guys should be entrepreneurs. It's all, mm-hmm. let's get you some education so you can find a job. So right. I've collaborated with my parents, and I told them about the idea, and now the three of us are trying to get NFIB and um, other corporations to start something that empowers young people to become entrepreneurs. Oh, that's amazing. And I love how you were able to become, you know, are able to achieve your goal of becoming inspirational to, you know, the next generation and kind of inspiring them, you know, interviewing them, seeing their ideas, maybe awarding them scholarships, uh, really pushing Mm -hmm. posterity. That's beautiful. And so thank you so much, Asia, for all of this insight and 
all of your conversation on how you're doing so well and your goals towards for 2016 and what you're pushing yourself to. Thank you so much for the conversation. So during the break, everyone, be sure to check out our radio site at expressyourselfteenradio.com for photos, descriptions, links, and more. I'm Brigitte Gia. And I'm Asia Gonzalez. Also, please visit our charity site at btsya.org and watch our fun and informative videos at youtube.com slash be the star you are. Stay right here with us as we continue our conversation on the gift of goals. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. Looking for a show about your favorite movies, stars, and DVD releases? Get ready for Kids First Coming Attractions on Voice America Kids Channel. Your hosts, the Kids First film critics, preview all the latest movies before they're released. Interview stars on the red carpet and share their reviews with you so you can make informed decisions about what you select to see. Our reporters, ages 7 to 16, will bring you a kid's perspective on these films. Kids First Coming Attractions is heard every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Kids. What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? If so, make sure you tune in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Angel and Harmony have experience singing, acting, and performing in general and want to help you live out your dreams of the future. Whether you are interested in acting, modeling, dancing, or singing, this is the show for you. We'll even give you the scoop on being behind the scenes if you're a little shy. The Angel and Harmony Show is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back to our uplifting, life-inspiring program. I'm Asia Gonzalez, and you are listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids Network, brought to you by the Be The Star You Are charity. And I'm Brigitte Gia, and today our show is all about goals. Our book smart reporter, Maria Wong, is with us in this segment, offering a book that fits in with our topic of goals. Hello, Maria. What book are we investigating today? Hello. Well, first of all, I just want to say that I'm so excited to be back on Express Yourself. And as I was thinking about the gift of goals, I thought of the perfect book, one that focuses on a girl that overcomes all the obstacles in her path and ultimately achieves her goals. Now, this book is titled Willow, and it's written by Julia Hoban. Willow is a young teenage girl who is ridden with guilt and is grief-stricken. Seven months prior, she accidentally killed her parents on a rainy night when she lost control of the car. She puts herself completely for blame for this, and she can't stop thinking about it. And she has no closure, and she just feels very guilty about it. 
She also feels like a burden as she lives at her older brother's house in a cramped apartment with his wife and her younger nephew. To numb out this pain and block out reality, the only solace that she finds is through self-harm. Any sharp object, anything she can find to drown out her pain and sorrows. And it's quite sad as all of her other interests that she once had sort of go away as this one goal is persistent and that's the only goal she has. She loses interest in research lab projects that she had in anthropology or making new friends at her high school or even changing her situation. It's only when she meets a guy who ironically is named Guy (laughs) at a local (laughs) library where she works and he asks for a special anthropology book and when she goes up to help him, what's really special about this anthropology book is that her father actually wrote it as her parents were famous anthropologists, which grew to Willow's love of anthropology. So through this, Guy and Willow already have this emotional connection. They both have this love for anthropology, and they learn that they go to the same high school. And over time, they become good friends through these mutual interests and learning many different things about each other. And over time, Guy learns after seeing her scarred wrist that she self-harms. And he's quite devastated by this, as any friend would be. And he's determined to have her stop. He sets tiny goals for Willow to ultimately achieve one big goal, to stop self-harming and to gain closure and have self-love. So he calls her every day to make sure that she's okay and just asks how she's feeling and what she's going through. It's basically like he's an open diary for Willow. She's able to vent to him without him ever judging her or criticizing her. He's always there for her. He also starts to limit the number of razors she can buy in bulk. So over time, she's able to stop without having it cut Mm. like cold turkey. Mm. And it's really helpful for her because, in fact, over time, even through these obstacles, her sorrow, her guilt, her grief, she's able to eventually stop harming and gain closure over her parents and actually remend her broken relationship with her older brother. Overall, I think Willow is just a triumphant story. You go through this harrowing journey with Willow as she self-harms and self-shames herself, but she is able to gain strength by the encouragement that Guy instills in her. And over time, you're just cheering for her as you see her self-harming, gaining closure, and ultimately just becoming a happier and wholer person. Wow, that's really just a beautiful plot and a beautiful journey that you go through with Willow. So you talk about how Willow has gone through this huge you know, trip towards recovering, this huge journey within her life. And since... You talk about Triumph, and since this is like a coming-of-age book, then what do you think was Willow's maybe biggest triumph? Like, what did she achieve that was the most important to her, to the novel, to the entire thing as a whole? To me, it was definitely the closure over her parents, as that was the root cause for all of this. It was due to the fact that she blamed herself, that she thought that she was at fault for losing control of the car, and therefore she killed her parents rather than it just being fate as it had it in unlucky circumstances. And by 
gaining closure over her parents, it leads to other plot developments, such as remending her relationship with her brother. And I think the most important thing with this is that she learns it's okay not to be okay. She doesn't have to be happy with herself 24-7. And through this, she's just able to become a happy, not necessarily happier, but a wholer person. She learns more about herself and learns what it means to have respect for yourself and hold yourself in high esteem. As I just think it's really important to be your own best friend. You have to love yourself before you love anyone else. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's definitely very true. And I had a friend once that was in the same situation as Willow is, um, was, and it was very hard seeing her go through something like that. And it was, um, and it was very sad to see somebody that you love go through something like that. So I tried to be there for her as much as possible. So if, with, uh, with experience, you know, I kind of have a little bit of knowledge on what people should do if they're in a situation like that. But if someone is in a situation like Willow, where do you think they should go for help? So there's definitely a lot of options that they can go to. If they don't want to talk to someone that they know, there's crisis support lines. One where you can dial 13 11 14. That's mm-hmm. 13 11 14. And you can just talk to somebody on the other line and they'll just listen to it. It's anonymous. There's also many online group chats and chat rooms. I know there's chat blob you can go to and um, mm-hmm. you can just vent your feelings there and get the help that you need. And once again, I just think that anybody in a situation like Willow should know, as I say before, it's okay to not be okay. This ha- Everybody goes through very dark times and situations. And just yeah. to find somebody there, whether that be someone online, someone on the phone, or a close friend to you. Uh, to you. Um, like you, Asia, I also have a friend who went self-harming and tried to commit suicide several times. And it's a very scary situation for the friend, too, as Mm -hmm. you don't know what they're going to do necessarily. But I think the best thing for anybody who has a friend in that situation is just to be there for them, to be Mm -hmm. very calm with them and just tell them, I'm here for you, I will support you. And perhaps if you can, even set up little goals for them like Guy did with Willow, For example, when I was talking with my friend, um, we were talking about the butterfly challenge, which is, it's sort of like a social, you see it on social media, it's where you draw butterflies wherever you self-harm and try to keep them there for as long as you can. Mm -hmm. And though this might not work for some people, it works for others. You just need to find what's right for you, whether that be talking to somebody, um, expressing it through uh, creative things such as creating art writing music Mm -hmm. just really um being able to set up these little goals for yourself in order to achieve the one big goal yeah so definitely that's a really strong point we need to kind of set goals for ourselves to be able to get to this bigger conclusion so coming back to the novel how important are setting goals for oneself in the novel itself I think it's super important in this book. In fact, I would say that it's the basis of this book. It starts off with Willow having this one goal. Her only prerogative is to self-harm, to numb her pain, and block out reality. Mm -hmm. However, with the help of friends, she's able to gain new goals, as I say before, such as stopping um, stopping self-harming 
and mm-hmm. finding closure that she's yeah. able to create these new goals. And it's just really satisfying to see. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's great. All right. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's really definitely really nice to see her, especially even though I haven't read the book, I did follow along with your summary and how she was able to make it out. Yeah. And you're just so glad that she makes it out and that she recovers from this and becomes a wholer person throughout the process. And so coming back to you, Maria, how do you set up goals for yourself? Like, do you, do you write it down? Maybe try and like, Um, put little goals do you have bigger goals um well I don't know about you guys but I really like to write everything down whether that be in a planner or a piece of paper and just like the book I think it's really important whether you have a big emotional goal something like willows or something smaller like an academic goal it's Mm -hmm. only great to write down steps for yourself and doing it piecemeal so that you don't have to stress about it if you're doing it in little pieces Mm -hmm. Also, I know. I was going to say, you know, with my business class, we had that kind of thing, and it was very hard to get to that goal because it was such a bigger goal. We weren't doing it in pieces. So, what you were talking about right there, it's a lot easier to do it in little steps. Yeah, I definitely agree. Also, I know a lot of my friends and I, we really like to express ourselves through art, Mm -hmm. and I know a lot of them have created collages or sort of dream boards or mood boards with what they strive for and then set out to achieve that through a visual piece, a visual journal. Yeah. So, Yeah, I think I find that very easy, you know, especially when you have motivation, you know, visual motivation. Um, with 2016, you know, I'm, I want to get in better shape. I know it's such a cliche goal, but <laughs> I do want to get in better shape in time for summer because I really want to go on a really big trip to California And I would like to feel good about myself when I go to California because um, it's just a nice goal to have. And I need motivation, you know, a partner to work out with or something like that because I'm so bad at doing something like that by myself. So when I have mutual motivation, it's a lot easier to do that. No, I definitely agree with um, having another person that's always encouraging you, who's always being there for you. And especially like with a goal like fitness, if you're both able to achieve it and you're both able to see the results, Mm -hmm. not only on each other, but also just feel great about each, great about yourselves. It's a lot easier. Well, thank you so much for giving this insight on goals and the strength we have to achieve them. Support our show and these amazing segments by giving a donation to the Be The Star You Are charity that brings you this program. And for more information on how to do this, go to www.bethestarur.org. I'm Asia Gonzalez. And I'm Brigitte Gia. Also, remember to visit our radio site at expressyourselfteenradio.com. When we come back from break, we'll be taking it in a new direction. Don't go anywhere! Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Remember Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. 
there's so much going on in the tech field. The tech team is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to the tech team. Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. We didn't invent Kid Talk. We perfected it. And at a very young age, you're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Thank you for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. Today's topic is the gift of goals, and I'm Brigitte Gia. And I'm Asia Gonzalez. For this segment, Brigitte will be enlightening us with another installment of her program, Art Attack. So, Brigitte, I would really love to hear what you have to say. Alrighty. Hey, guys. It's Brigitte, of course. And today we'll be discussing the gift of goals through an artistic lens. So, in art... It's beneficial to the creator to establish a certain set of goals which he or she wishes to achieve within a work. So, for example, if I'm working on a sketch of a hand, per se, I want audiences to kind of glance at the finished product and realize that the subject there is a hand. So my goal is to have the audience see my subject as I'm viewing it. And really, I want to show the audience what I saw when I created the piece. And so if I'm hoping to portray my feelings about a certain subject or event through my art, then I've got to set and work towards certain goals to make sure the audience realizes these feelings. So setting goals for the intended message and interpretation of one's work is actually widely used, if not completely and utterly necessary, to a method of displaying one's implications and emotions through art. And so even though... It's not necessarily set in stone that you want to make goals for your art. It's a nice and usable, accessible way of kind of getting around that burden of how do I show my audience what I mean. And so artists may not have set standards for creation, but the universal goal of the artist is ultimately to compel the audience to see what he or she wants them to see and to realize what he or she feels when they are creating this painting. So another way to use goals, actually, to one's benefit in the artistic world is for students to utilize a goal of goal-setting method while learning to create art. And so I believe, personally, that everyone has the capability of producing art. But to master the basics, such as maybe shading or perspective, lights and darks, that sort of thing, you might want to set goals, and so students can really set goals for themselves, kind of like checkpoints when they're going through these artistic basics. So for example, maybe I want to be more proficient with charcoals, and to really grasp the concept of charcoal drawing, I set a goal for myself, 
and I take the due steps towards achieving it. And so every day, maybe I'll be going to my local library and reading about the different techniques charcoals can be used for, and how you might want to use vine charcoals or you know different. Fatter charcoals, or maybe like the erasers that you use with these charcoals, or anything like that. And so, in my free time, I maybe might practice these techniques to become more adroit at performing them. And so, in this way, I'm able to kind of learn about charcoals, achieve my artistic goal of proficiency with charcoals, and create some nice pieces that I might be proud to call my own. And so, this sort of artistic goal can be set and achieved. With a wide range of media and techniques, so definitely not just charcoal. It can be, you know, almost anything. You can maybe want to learn more about acrylics or watercolors or, you know, tempera painting. Anything, anything. And although it's hard to make and frustrating to stick with, an artistic goal can really, you know, be difficult to kind of stick with, to kind of push yourself towards. But an artistic goal really helps you believe in yourself and. When you have an artistic goal that you're stuck on, you can definitely ask for help and encouragement from the people around you. And so, when I maybe halted in some of my art classes, didn't know what I was doing anymore, I could always help my ask my teacher for help, ask her for her opinion on what I was doing with my painting, and really get her stronger input. And so, when I really get frustrated with the level of my artistic artistic skills on a personal like. Level on a personal connection. I don't really understand、oh, what's going on with my art anymore. Then my dad always tells me about Leonardo da Vinci and the egg. So the story goes like this: When da Vinci was a young man, he thought he had mastered all the artistic world had to offer. So da Vinci had already cultivated his knowledge about art and couldn't really find any more to learn. And so. He visited one of the great artists of the time in the days before Da Vinci's culmination. Of course, he said to him, "Yes, you can draw, but how well can you draw an egg?" And so Da Vinci <laughs> says, <laughs> "Da Vinci replies that he has, you know, he had enough knowledge to draw a thousand eggs. You know, he could produce whatever this artist wanted." And so the artist asked him to draw one right there. And the thing is, Da Vinci couldn't actually produce a sketch of a perfect egg. And so the artist says, "Hmm. All right. Well, I see that your egg has a crook in one of its sides. You know, it has a little bend." And so this artist gives Da Vinci a goal. He says, "Okay, draw an immaculately formed egg. Just draw a perfect egg. Focus on this one simple thi- thing." And you know, after a thousand different sketches of a subject as simple as an egg. Da Vinci finally achieved the great artist's true goal for him. So not only did he manage to draw a perfect egg, he also gained an appreciation for hard work and the realization that it really takes a lot of practice to draw even a simple thing perfectly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he learned to set more goals for himself to kind of further his artistic skill instead of halting there. And of course, we all know how the story finishes. Da Vinci becomes one of the greatest artists of all time with the Mona Lisa and many of his other beautiful sketches. And then he's also proficient as a scientist. I think he's got this huge horizon. So he really didn't stop with his artistic knowledge from then on, or any knowledge. In fact, he broadened his horizons. He was also famed for his scientific、mm. technology and creations and sketches. And so. 
We've got to remember that goals are important extremely, whether in art or in any other aspects of one's life. So if you really set your mind to something, you can definitely achieve anything. And the method of setting goals, I feel like, is really here to help you grow as a person into the wonderful star that you are. I definitely agree with that. And what you were talking about earlier with uh, artistic goals, you know, you have uh, academic goals, you have physical goals, you know, fitness stuff. But artistic goals are a lot like goals for your personality or goals for your mindset or just like your soul in general. It's just a very emotional kind of goal because you're putting your mind and your heart and your everything into trying to achieve something uh, with your talents. And being able to draw, I've been drawing for a long time and I've actually won a couple of awards with some of our art shows in my school Mm -hmm. And with the things that I draw, a lot of what I draw are cars. I like to draw cars a lot. And it's very hard to get the right uh, perspective on it. It's very hard to make everything proportional. Because if you cut a car car in half, it's equal. Um, It's very symmetric. So if you don't get one side of the car right, the other side looks weird. So you have to really... Um, mm-hmm. you have to really focus on trying to do uh, a really good, um, uh, yeah. good job on it. So it's it's pretty hard. It's pretty difficult. But I think if you really work really hard uh, mm-hmm. on it, it's it's possible definitely to achieve something like that. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, I loved what you said about the emotional connection between artistic goals and you yourself as a person you know because art really reaches into your soul and kind of brings out what you like the most or what you think is the most important and you really want to convey that to the audience right you want to kind of show them something that you Mm -hmm. see and so I feel like especially with um I like to use impasto a lot in my art and I, yeah, like, it confused some people, like, why are you drawing like that? Why are you painting like that? And I was like, no, look, look, it's how I see this subject. And, you know, I tried to set myself a goal, maybe try to make my subject more visible, yeah. or try to make my subject, yeah, more in line, try to show them what is going on with this impasto technique. And so, yeah, yeah it's really definitely an, an emotional connection for sure. And I think with the goals in mind, you know, when an artist is trying to convey a message, that is definitely a huge goal for the artist, is, you know, when people are confused on how in the world are you going to create any kind of message with the way you're, you know, you're creating your art. It's so confusing for some kind of people. And what I loved what you were talking about was with charcoal. Uh, It was very difficult for me to understand how to use charcoal. And uh, also pastel, because I feel like they go hand in hand with the way, you know, chalk pastel and charcoal. It's very hard to really create something if you don't exactly know how to use them, because otherwise it just looks like smudges. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So that was what I had to really practice for a while, was learning how to use chalk pastels and charcoals. So after creating a couple pieces with charcoals, uh, it was very, it was a little bit easier understanding how to hold the charcoal you know, how much pressure to put on different mediums of charcoal. And uh, it was just, it was also a relaxing kind of goal, learning how to really create really good pieces with a type of material that I had no idea how to use. So I wanted to ask, you know, how did you learn how to use charcoal or anything like that? You know, any material that you didn't know how to use, how did you learn? 
Um, personally, it's easier for me to be introduced to a material. Maybe I'll be in art class and then the teacher will be like, hey, we're using this new type of medium today. And I'll be really yeah. excited. I'm like, wow, I can do so much stuff with this. And I really, I really think that, oh, sometimes I just walk into the store, maybe like <laughs> <laughs> Blix, and then I just go in Blix Art Store and I say, hmm, this is something I want to try out. And yeah. that's, that's how I got started with um, inks, actually. Like, um, yeah, with the pens and the... Yeah. Uh, yeah, you've got these calligraphy pens. And I said, hmm, maybe I'll try that out. And so I borrowed a few books on it from the library, and I really just tried to master it. And especially with, yeah, with charcoal, I I went to a summer camp once, and they handed it to me, and they were like, hey, your artistic style is kind of, you know, smudgy, and really, you really use your fingers a lot with the pencil, so why not try this medium? And so that's yeah. how I got acquainted with charcoal, and that's really, I feel like it's really great when somebody introduces a new medium to you, and then you really feel a connection with it, and then you can set your goals for this medium and your connection between it and maybe make yourself a master or make yourself better with this material than you were. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. You know, it, and also how you were uh, talking about how you just bought different mediums just to try it. And I think it's really cool how you can set a goal like that where you just try something. And if you succeed, that's awesome. And if not, you just keep trying with it. So those kind of goals are really awesome when, you know, when they're just out of the blue. So, you know, I think, I believe any goal you can achieve with perseverance and, and the will to succeed. So thank you, Brigitte, for this awesome conversation. It was an absolute pleasure talking with you. And we will definitely continue talking in our next segment as we introduce a new reporter to the team. Yeah, it was a great conversation. Thank you so much. And during the break, everyone, be sure to check out our charity site at btsya.org, which stands for Be The Star You Are, 501c3 Literacy and Positive Media Charity. I'm Brigitte, and don't go anywhere as we bring on a new addition to our team. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You're a responsible person, and you're trying to do everything you can to save the planet. But are you doing enough? We've got the right person to help you keep on thinking green. Mario Jr. is the host of Alive and Green. The show is all about green tips, staying environmentally friendly, and having fun while doing something great for our Mother Earth. You'll want to check out the show Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. If we all do our part now, it'll only mean a brighter and better future for us later. Join us every week for the Paper Hope Street Team. None of our topics are off the table. This is a program that you can listen to and discuss with your family. From the pages of the Paper Hope blog to the Internet radio airwaves, we'll talk about the topics you want to talk about, such as friendship and relationships, or some more controversial issues about sex, drugs, and underage drinking. Join the Paper Hope Street Team live every Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Kids channel. Let's talk soon. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids.
You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back. Thanks for staying with us here at A Voice America Kids. I'm your host, Asia, and our program is Express Yourself. Today, the theme for our show is the gift of goals. And I'm Brigitte. Thanks for staying with us here as we continue our conversations on goals. This has been a great show, and it's about to get even better, because today we have a new reporter in the house, and we can't wait to hear from her. Katie Lyons is a freshman at Miramonte High School in Orinda, California, and she loves sports and coaching and is a competitive swimmer and water polo player, as well as a swim coach for the Special Olympics. If not in a pool, Katie can be found baking cookies or watching other sporting events, football, soccer, lacrosse, or any other game involving a ball. Welcome to the show, Katie. Hi guys, I'm Katie Lyons. I'm a freshman from Orinda, California, and I'm the newest reporter for Express Yourself. I'm super excited to be a part of Voice America. I'm going to be reporting on all things from a sports perspective in my series called Lion Roars. Today, I'm going to be sharing my thoughts on goal setting. Sports are valuable in many ways. Many people only play sports to help them get into college or maybe even get a scholarship, and others do it for fun or social reasons or to stay healthy. Although those are great reasons to be involved in sports, I think that one of the main reasons is to develop critical life skills. Leadership, communication, teamwork, friendship, hard work, and most importantly, goal setting are all great things and life lessons that we can take away from sports. Well, what is goal setting? Is it simply scoring a lot of goals? Well, there's a difference between goal scoring and goal setting. In 2002, Australia beat American Samoa 31-0 in an international soccer game. This set the world record for the most goals scored in an international tournament. In that same game, Archie Thompson set the record for the most goals scored by a player in an international tournament. While goal scoring is great, most athletes find that the process of goal setting is the most important thing that they do. This is because in order to be successful, they first need to recognize what they ultimately want to accomplish. Without this step, athletes wouldn't have the drive to put in the number of hours of hard work necessary to obtain these goals. Many also find that achieving your goals is often more rewarding than scoring them. The best goals aren't record-breaking goals. Goals are best when they are tough but also achievable. They give you something to work hard for, but not so tough that you get disappointed because they're too unrealistic. For example, at the beginning of my swim season, I like to assess my times from the previous season and make a chart for each event so that I can track my progress throughout the season. I determine goals for each event that are reachable but motivate me to work hard at practice. Sometimes I wake up and don't want to go, but in the back of my mind, I know that every practice counts and pushes me closer to achieving my goals. Also, goals should be positive. Instead of setting goals for things you don't want to do, set goals for things you want to do. If you were a tennis player and all you thought about was, I don't want to hit the ball into the net, I don't want to hit the ball into the net, guess where the ball is going to go? That's right, into the net. It's simply the way your brain works. Instead, you should set a goal for something you want to do, like hitting the ball into the far right corner. Learning how to set goals and working hard to achieve those goals is one of the most important lessons that you can take away from sports. Applying this in everyday life is something that every teen can benefit from. That's oh. really awesome. I like that. I, I like how you incorporated the, the way sports 
um, really incorporates a lot of hard work and a lot of determination because, you know, with the way you were talking about soccer, it it takes a lot of work to really uh, work towards something like that. You know, I was in softball and I was in uh, volleyball as well. And to be a really good player, you had to work at something like this every single day. If you wanted to hit a home run or two during every single game, you had to work at the batting cages all the time or every day. So you talked a lot about personal goals and uh, stuff like that, but can a goal setting work for groups? Can you do that as a group together? Um, Well, yes, because on teams, I think that shared goals can motivate everyone to work together. And also, I think that they create bonds between team members. And I think that all teams should set goals that they can work to achieve. Mm. Yeah, really. And I definitely agree with you with this kind of motivating thing where uh, you mentioned that you are a competitive swimmer in your bio. And I find out that's really like cool because I also used to compete um, competitively in the swimming world. And so I know that it's really easier to form like as a single person a goal for your times, maybe how fast you want to go in the pool. But mm-hmm. how are common goals really created on teams? Um, well, I think that leaders and team captains are an important part of goal setting on teams because they make sure that everyone's on the same page and they clearly communicate the goals. Like, for example, my water polo team captains this year at Miramani, they like we really wanted to win NCS, which is the North Coast section championships. And because, oh, okay. yeah, we haven't won in like 17 years or something. And so <laughs> we've been working. Yeah, we've been working towards that like all season and then eventually we won because like they repeated it and we all knew that that was our goal that is awesome yeah congratulations on that that's really cool (laughs) thank you (laughs) nice all right well you guys were swimmers and i had to take a swimming class here in colorado which is absolutely crazy i have no idea why they required that (laughs) but anyway (laughs) anyway uh i know how to swim but i don't know how to do all the different um Uh, you know, like butterfly or, you know, the way you have to uh, freestyle and stuff like that. You know, I wasn't really good at that. So I had to use that as a good, uh, a good goal for me because I wasn't terribly good at at it. And it depended on my grade for me to be able to do those uh, types of strokes. And, and at the end of the year, when I was able to do freestyle, when I was able to do butterfly and all the backstrokes and everything, it was so it was an awesome feeling because I was finally able to do something like that. Yes, congrats. And, yeah, and I feel uh, there could be negative uh, side effects with setting certain goals. And, um, you know, one of them was me feeling disappointed that I couldn't do a certain stroke. But, you know, are, to you, are there negative effects of goal setting? Um, well, in my opinion, I think that you need to set goals that are at the right level for you. If you, like, if you set your goals too high, you might be disappointed if you don't reach them. Yeah. But if you set them too low, you won't work as hard because you, your goals are too easy to achieve. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And like, I, when I was swimming competitively and I set a goal for myself, there was OMPA, do you the OMPA remember that there was yeah. it's like the Orinda Moraga Pool Association, and each year they have a huge you know competition, and I I set something for myself. I set a butterfly time for what I was gonna get, and I just 
when I didn't achieve it, I felt really, really upset. And so is there, are there negative effects of goal setting? Can goal setting kind of affect you really badly in any way? Um, well, if you don't achieve your goals, then you might be disappointed. But also, if you know that you worked hard for it, then it then it's okay because last summer my water polo team we all wanted to um, place in the top three in our junior Olympics championship tournament mm-hmm. and we um, well we came in fourth and we barely missed our goal but we weren't really disappointed because we had played our best and we like really came yeah. together as a team and we we're just mm-hmm. playing really well. I think that's the most important part is knowing that you actually strived for something like that. And, um, you know, you really had the drive to go towards a goal like that, which is awesome. You know, if you Mm -hmm. don't really have your heart set in it, you know, what was the point, really? So Mm -hmm. I think that's really awesome that you guys, you know, even though you did come in fourth place, you still felt achieved that because you guys Mm -hmm. came together as a team. Mm -hmm. So are there, you know, having to get that certain place in that championship, you know, that was a pretty specific goal. Are there broader or more specific goals? Um, like, is one better than the other? Is it better to have a broader goal? Or is it better to have one specific set goal? Um, for me, the more specific, the better. Because if I just said I want to be a better water polo player, I wouldn't really know how to measure or work towards, like, a- achieving this goal. Mm-hmm. So I focus on, like, specific parts of water polo, like making a certain number of steals in a game. And then for a sport like baseball players... Um, a good goal might be to improve their batting average. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. And so you mentioned, yeah, th- there are like broad or specific goals and you've got the more specific, the better. Are there any other like different types of goal setting? Are there like different, you know, terms that you want to do or different types of goals that you want to set? Well, um, two types of goals I focus on are long term and short term. So short-term goals could be something that you focus on in a specific practice, and long-term goals are something that you work for over a season. Mm -hmm. In basketball, a short-term goal could be focusing on keeping your guiding hand still while shooting, and a long-term goal could be something like getting a certain number of baskets in a game. And for for water polo, we have, like, team bonding (laughs) Uh, (laughs) yeah and so we all we all come up with goals and we like say what we want in like long term and short term and so for so last summer our long term goal was of course to place in the top three in JOs and our short term goals were like specific things like shooting in a specific spot or Mm -hmm. um, working on like ball handling skills Mm. Can you describe a time when you set a goal and didn't really achieve it? You know, what did you feel? Did you feel like you were okay? Or, you know, was there any disappointment or anything like that? Um, well, like I said, um, when we didn't place in the top three in our Junior Olympics tournament, we, at first, I was kind of disappointed, and I know that other people on my team were really disappointed. Yeah. But, um, yeah. but looking back on it now, I feel a lot better about it because... Um, I can think about how much I improved over the season because I was working so hard to um, get to my goal of placing the top three, and I just really improved. And I'm um, even if I didn't end up achieving my goal, I'm still glad that I had it because it was something to work towards. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. You know, it is you know, you're always going to feel disappointment when you don't achieve a goal. 
But, you know, like you said earlier, when you guys felt like you had come closer as a team, it's mm-hmm. a lot better when you feel that kind of, uh, um, kind of enthusiasm for it too, you know, just cause you didn't succeed at this type of goal. You, know, you still had that feeling of accomplishment because you guys worked as a team and you felt like you worked really hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think we are out of time. Katie, it was so wonderful to have you on the show. I cannot wait for all the other segments you'll be on with us. And I can tell you right now that the entire team is super excited to have you uh, on the team with us. And Ooh, yes. we, look very, we look forward to having you on more segments with us. But sadly, we do not have any more time. But we will talk more on the next show. Thanks to Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryan, Be the Star You Are, and our Voice America Kids crew, especially our engineer, Matt. Thanks to our guests and reporters from across the world. And thank you, our listeners, for making us a top-rated program. I'm Asia. And I'm Brigitte. You have been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens. For information on our creative community, go to www.btsya.org. Until next week, remember, be kind, set goals, and be here. Speak up, speak out, and express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself, produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars that shine between the lines if you would like